しいですね。Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about "Welcome to the Dawn" acoustic version from "The Truth," the final track of "The Truth," recorded autumn 1996 at Paisley Park and released May 1997 before the album.、Uh, on the track, it is just Prince by himself, and the track is three minutes seventeen. Joining me to talk about today, Shannon Camp and Zach Powers. Hello, Shannon Zach. Hi. The Dawn was something that Prince had、uh, asked people to see. For about a decade,、um, I think Purple Rain is the first time where he wrote at the end of his、uh, album "May You Live to See the Dawn," and then he wrote it on every single album after that, which is a lot of albums by the time you reach this point.、Um, and then, sometime around '95, '96, he said that it was going to be a three-disc album. When the when this track was released by itself in May 1997, Prince had said from the forthcoming album "The Dawn." And then there was never an album called The Dawn released by Prince. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping maybe his estate will go into you know the vault and maybe they'll find whatever The Dawn was meant to be.、Um, originally, it was meant to be th- a three album, another three album, as if Prince hadn't released enough of those already at this point in his career. For some reason, this is built as the acoustic version, despite the fact that there is like there is no. Like there is no unacoustic version, if I can put it like that. There's, it's just such a weird fact that this is out of an album that is entirely acoustic songs. This is the one that is identified as acoustic, and it's such a puzzling thing because when you're looking at just the track list and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, what are what are the rest of the tracks if they're not acoustic? Like, what's going on with Prince?"、Um, but yeah, so it, the and the funniest thing is the version that was released before the album "The Truth" came out was released as the B side of "The Holy River." And it was only available in Borders Books, and I I have no idea why there was like a different version of the single that had this as a B side, but you know that is that is how Prince chose to release the song originally, and then obviously it ended up on the truth. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know, it's it's one it's one of these things where you know the idea of the dawn was such a big thing to Prince fans that when this track came out, this was essentially the track that people were waiting for, um, and then you know. We kind of puzzle over exactly what it's meant to be about,、um, and of course it's you know Prince getting super religious.、Um, you know this is a, this is at this point. I mean, I was going to say this is the most religious that Prince had been, but you know there's at least two other tracks on the truth which are just very religious by themselves anyway. So it's not like Prince was hiding it at this point. But I don't know. It's just it's one of those weird things where you know Prince talks about you know the light of God and you know when dreams command you and when voices do this and. I don't know. It's it's a really it's a really kind of odd thing. It's like a religious ballad. Sorry, on the version of the lyrics we have pulled up, instead of darkness, it says dankness, and I'm laughing at it like a junior <laughs> high boy. So it seems the dankness in a word. Yes,、yeah, someone has missed these are these are lyrics that you know obviously require someone to submit a correction to.、Um, There's、yeah. a few typo like minor <laughs> typos, but that's the most notable one. So listening to this song made me feel like I was walking into Justin Bieber's mega church, and、uh, I was trying, you know, to keep like an open heart and an open mind. I'm not really a particularly religious person, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy certain religious songs or religious artists. But、um, 
so I'm listening and I'm like imagining it as it goes on. Uh, when voices you hear command you to entertain the absurd, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's actually a sentiment I can get behind. Like, uh, religion can be about suspending your disbelief and like entertaining the idea of something supernatural. Okay. When you do, the action unlocks the apocalypse that you've heard of. That's where there would have been like a record scratch sound effect for me. That was the point where my like, oh, okay, huh, yeah, I guess, you know what, accepting the love of God does sort of seem like that. That was where things took an abrupt turn. I mean, Prince has done this on a couple of songs. Um, there's there's at least one other song on on this album where Prince is talking about one thing and then all of a sudden in the second verse it takes a very abrupt turn into oh yes and you need to believe in God and he's the only way and you're like okay I, I guess that's where we are now um, whereas this kind of gets very much into it very quickly like I mean even though it opens up with the whole thing of you know when things that you know are right and far from what they seem when the past becomes the future and the time becomes a dream like you know you're like okay I'm, I, don't, I don't know where this is going <laughs> Um, but then immediately it's like when the light of God is the only thing in life that will redeem. And you're like, oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. this is this is where we are. Welcome. Welcome to the dawn. No, it was, it was more that I was just like, it seemed like, OK, like God is asking us to like entertain the idea of the impossible and accept him. And then but when you do so, when you suspend your disbelief, the action unlocks the apocalypse. That was what was confusing to me. It seems like, okay, you do this positive thing and that unlocks the apocalypse. That was specifically what was absurd about that line to me because I don't find belief or faith to be like ridiculous in and of itself. The the funniest thing is I think Prince is actually using apocalypse in its more literal term, which is to mean the, well, in, in Revelation, it means the lifting of the veil. So it's a it's the it's it's the fact that God is revealed to you. Oh, okay, that makes that more makes sense. a lot more sense. Yeah, I was imagining an apocalyptic disaster. <laughs> yeah, so no, he's not. I don't think he's using it in the term of it being a disaster. I think he's literally using it in the term of once you believe in God, then you can see clearly. That is that's that's generally how the word apocalypse used to be used. But I would admit that like twenty years on, it does seem like Prince is talking about like. I don't know, a zombie apocalypse, and you're like, hold on a second, where's this going? Um, All that Revelation stuff kind of gets twisted around. Like, Antichrist definitely didn't mean one dude back in the day. It just meant anybody who didn't believe in Christ. That's that's accurate, yeah. So, and, and it's it, like, I don't, he, at this point, he's not a Jehovah's Witness when he recorded this album, um, but he had spoken with Larry Graham, who would be the person who eventually, um, you know, kind of took him towards that direction. And so I think at this point he was going to some religious things with Larry Graham. And, you know, I'm Jehovah's Witnesses, like the fact that they use Jehovah in the correct term, it's kind of they, they use a lot of terms that people nowadays use in a different way. So it, it kind of so the, I think that's where that comes from is like, you know, Prince has obviously heard someone use apocalypse in the correct term and that's obviously that's that's the term he's using here but yeah it does sound a bit odd to like modern ears because it's like well you know, like you understand god and then all of a sudden things like go sideways and, i would say but uh, even in the 80s the more common usage of apocalypse was disaster not enlightening i'm sure by that time popular comic book character apocalypse existed and i don't think he was <laughs> supposed to be based on the idea of enlightenment yeah i, I mean i don't imagine prince going to uh, like a, a forbidden planet and buying like issues of a comic although there is a prince comic 
um, in which Prince is the hero and he wins the day. No, it's just song. you're like, oh, it's been like 30 years since the 80s. We use the word differently now. I'm like, oh, I think it's been longer <laughs> than the 1980s. I, I mean, I get the thing is as well is Prince's like touchstones for popular culture were a lot different to everybody else's. Um, you know, he was known to sometimes be behind the times. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know. It's one of those weird things where I don't think Prince needs to explain the way he's using Apocalypse. But, um, you know, it just I'm guessing that that's the way he's using yeah. it. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And no, I, I completely I don't think... agree with you. And yeah. I believe you. Well, I was just, you know. Yeah, I, less, less blaming Prince. But it's just like from, I think, most people. It's not his fault that he, like, uses it in a different way. It's just for most people, they're yeah. unaware of that definition of the word. Although the next line when he says, when the day lies before you seems darkest in the in a word, that kind of, you know, seems a little... Sorry? Seems a little bit like he's using the language of, you know, the Bible and talking about how, like... There are some people who insist that when God created the, the world in seven days, each of those days is a thousand years or something ridiculous like that. Like they try to apply some kind of weird thing. So it, it's it, like a loophole so that the world isn't 6,000 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where that comes from. But yeah, so it's I don't know. It's I, I feel like Prince is at this point, he's starting to kind of become more of a, a biblical scholar. And maybe that's where his, uh, you know, his things are coming. But then at the same time, he does say... <laughs> Every every piece is a puzzle and name a clue, and you change every change you make is karma, and that's also the correct use of karma because like most people seem to judge, they seem to think that karma is something that will, you know, attack other people when they have wronged you, but uh, it's it's not that it's the it's the good actions that you know lead to the path to enlightenment, and so he's talking about how you know the various puzzles and clues, which I'm assuming are good actions. You know, that's the change you make is karma. And so, you know, that's that's the correct use of the word karma as well. So it seems like Prince has been doing a little bit of reading up on various religions and has put them into this song. I think of the four songs that we were given to listen to, uh, this was probably my least favorite of the four. And I, it is partially because I am not a particularly religious person. I don't necessarily I don't have anything against religion. But an appeal to religion is probably not going to resonate particularly strongly with me individually. Um, and also, I, I think I just I, I don't think I think of just the general vibe of the song. Like I liked the breezier kind of acoustic -y vibes of the other songs a little more. And also, again, there's some like backup vocals, particularly at some point they say there's a na 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 that's very high pitched. And I did not care for it. It really <laughs> takes me out of the song when that comes in. After like the welcome, welcome to the dawn, kind of, I think it's the, the second time he sings it, he does kind of then start doing some na-na-na's. Um, and then towards the end, when, when you have the final, like, you know, because this is, out of all the, the kind of uh, the songs, bizarrely enough, even though this says acoustic version, this is the one that sounds like it has the most kind of additional processing. So at the end, when he has the welcome to the dawn and it's done in like a, it sounds like it's done through a talk box. So it's kind of like a computer voice. Like that's literally the, the last kind of line that gets sung. Mm -hmm. And then he sings, thank you. Like, and again, that sounds like it's been processed. So it's actually, it seems like the least acoustic out of all the songs on this album. Um, but uh, yeah, and there's a few times as well when like it starts off quite quiet and then as the song goes through, like there's a lot more kind of like strident guitar playing, um, almost as if Prince is trying to rally you behind like the cause of, you know, welcoming the dawn, um, which, you know, I mean, uh, maybe it's just because I've listened to this album for 20 something years. I'm just used to this being the finale of the album and. Um, after listening to like 11 kind of slightly quieter tracks, this is like a, a rousing could, kind of finish. I can see how if um, 
you're listening to the in terms of the flow of the album maybe it makes because we were we were listening to it in a more removed way uh from the rest yeah. of the album um i don't want to go to um you know giving a grade too quickly but i was going to say five out of five just because i love this song <laughs> even though i am not in the slightest bit religious but i just kind of like the absurdity of prince being like here is a song that is first of all labeled acoustic on an album that is all acoustic which i just love the kind of ridiculousness of that but also just this idea that you know he's been saying may you live to see the dawn and then he delivers and it's just him basically like yelling at you to become religious <laughs> you're like okay friends um i don't think this is worth a 12 year wait but uh you know nice try um but also i do like the production of it like i, th- I think that like in particular the dynamics of this like you know, the other track that we discussed is kind of all one single dynamic, whereas here there's a lot of kind of like build up and, you know, like it just it just kind of feels a bit more like Prince. Um, I don't know. He feels like very animated. You can imagine that, like, if he was in your church singing this song, people would be extremely you know, like kind of on their feet being like, yes, whatever this is, let's let's go do this. Um, you know, so that's how I always see it. I see it as Prince as like a youth pastor rousing his uh, rousing his flock. Uh, well, I my initial thought was I was gonna go with a three. It's the least the one I'm least likely to revisit. But since I could see the argument that it would be an enjoyable sort of live song, like it would be energetic in that regard, I'll go up to a three point five for that consideration. Yeah, I didn't really connect with this song compared to other religious music like uh, gospel or even more traditional stuff that has really moved me and made me feel like seeking a spiritual connection. Uh, This one just didn't do it for me. Uh, You know, obviously Prince's voice is always great and the musicianship is always impeccable unless it's something like other side of the pillow where the flaws are part of what makes it so great so i'm just gonna have to go with a three out of five for this one okay well i feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about welcome to the dawn and i think i've thoroughly covered the truth so if everyone does not know what the truth is now then i don't think they ever will um, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Uh, yeah, we have a podcast together, which Darren produces, called Stage of Fools. It's about E's first scripted show, uh, a very loose modernization of Hamlet. And we're currently on hiatus because the future of the show is pretty up in the air. But it's a great time to go back and check out our back catalog if that interests you. You can sit down and listen to Zach and I tell you a and very trashy story for four seasons. And sometimes Darren is there too. Sometimes Darren is there too. Um, also, I have a separate podcast called The Revisionists, which is a comedy history podcast, wherein uh, we look at a person or event from history, we tell the real story, and then we tell a crazy made-up version with aliens or cyborgs or... Uh, a, a Satan parable paral- uh, called the Dark Wanderer. A Satan or, parable. He's yeah. a member of the Church of Satan. That's why he did not connect with this song. Who is now, the Dark Wanderer is now Chuck Lorre, who created Two and a Half Men, I think. That's the form he has taken in the modern times. That makes sense. Um, so if any of that uh, sounds like your kind of thing, uh, check it out on iTunes or wherever. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guests here, Zach and Shannon. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you. And otherwise, welcome to the door. Welcome, welcome to the door.